Glory be to God. Can I hear God's voice? Yes, you can. Let's just go ahead and answer that question right now. Yes, you can. I remember I was a I went to church all my life, and I, did, I never was taught that you could hear God's voice. And I went to a different church, and the pastor got up and said, you know, the Lord spoke to me this week, and I almost fell out on the floor. I said, what? God spoke to you? You got to be kidding me. And this is a challenge today. So I said, Lord, when did you ever speak to me? Oh, my goodness. He started when I was a kid, and he began to show me time after time, that I didn't even know it was him. I thought I was arguing with myself. Don't act like you don't argue with God, but you do. You think you're arguing with yourself. I'm not going to do that. That'd be embarrassing to go tell somebody Jesus loves. But God speaks to you all the time. He doesn't speak to you every minute. Somebody says, the Lord speaks to me all the time. No. I mean, you don't even talk to your spouse or your kids all the time. They say, give me a break, Mom. The kids would. You know, but you talk, you can talk to God daily, just like Adam and Eve did in the garden, and you can know God. But let me, I'm jumping in because I'm on fire this morning. Kevin and Carrie stand up. Hey, they got married yesterday. Come on, give them a shout. Father, bless that marriage, bless that family in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. On this side, we're going to level out the boat. We got Jeremy, Russell, and Amy. Yeah, she's like embarrassed. That's Judy and Gary's son. He's a, they're children's pastors in Missouri, right? And wave, just wave. You ain't got to stand up. She don't want to stand up. Give them a hand clap. They're serving God. Glory be to God. We just want to recognize them. So let's dig in. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you speak to people in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to start off in 1 Kings and in chapter 19, 11. And this is where Elijah was running from Jezebel. He had killed all the 300 prophets. Let me tell you something. You can be serving God and doing, and you get weary and tired, and you just, you get wore out. You can wear yourself out doing good things. You got to guard your heart not to be wore out. But Elijah got tired, wore out. I mean, God grew a tree to give him shade. The ravens came and fed him, but he's still tired. He's thinking, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Anybody ever had that feeling? Don't look, don't, don't shake your head. But you know what? You're not the only one. You're not the only one that's ever been through trouble. Elijah was in through trouble. And so, and look what he says. Then he, the, the, the Lord, he went to a cave. The Lord took him to a cave. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm, let's just read it. Then he said, go out and stand in the, uh, on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks. You know, I've seen the wind blow, but I've never seen it break rocks. Whoo! And so the mountain broke, the rocks broke, and the pieces uh, before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. Okay? Now, I don't know you like me. I, 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 at one time when I was starting to seek God, I was waiting on this giant water balloon of His Spirit to just crash on me. But then I found out that His Spirit lives within me. I'm a child of God, and His Spirit comes on the inside of me. His Spirit lives within me, and it started coming up on the inside of me. I got filled with the Spirit of God. And so look, and it broke the rocks, and, and, and the Lord was not in it. But, the, but after the wind, an earthquake, and the Lord was not in the earthquake. Man, we look for these outward signs, but here's where we're going. And, and look at the next verse. 
And he said, after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. This is the way mostly God speaks, a still, small voice. And you know what? And I, I hate to tell you, it sounds like you. Because it's your spirit that he's speaking to. And it comes out of your spirit. Remember, you're a body, you have a mind, and you have a spirit, man. And the belly of the man's a candle of the Lord. It's your spirit. Here's where your spirit resides. The world say, oh, I had a gut feeling. Or women say, I had women's intuition. No, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And you just don't recognize it. You, he's just, I mean, he'll shake you trying to tell you things. And he'll reveal himself to you. And, but we'll get to it. We need to ask him. We need to be looking for God to speak to us because he's speaking all the time. Sometimes we got, back in the CB days, sometimes you got peanut butter in your ears and you're not listening. Okay. So it's that still small voice that he began to speak to Elijah. And then he spoke to everybody the same way. So, so let, let's, let's, let's move forward. But, you know, for the most part, God speaks in a small voice. In John 10, and it ought to be one of your favorite chapters in the Bible, John 10. And in verse 1, it says, Most surely I say to you, he who does not enter by the sheepfold, uh, uh, enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. That's the devil. Okay? Jesus came through the sheep door. He became a man. This is the sheep field right here, earth. And Jesus became a man. Next verse. But he who enters by the door, which becomes a man, is the shepherd of the sheep, and that's Jesus. Satan comes in through the back door trying to oppress you, depress you, uh, uh, lie to you, put you in fear, 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 fear. That's his language. Next verse. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hears. This is Jesus. The sheep hear. Say, I hear. The sheep hears voice and he calls them. Uh, he calls his own sheep by name. Do you know he knows your name? Isn't that awesome? And he leads them out. Now, I know you, I don't want to insult you, but you're sheep. He's the shepherd. Now, you know, pastors are shepherd. I, I'm, a shepherd. I'm an under-shepherd. I'm a sheep too, but I'm really, I have to follow Jesus. And we all have to follow him, but we can hear his voice. Verse 4, and when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Say, I know his voice. And I don't know if you've, you've, you've ever recognized that you've heard God's voice, but if you're saved, if you walked in the aisle or you prayed a sinner's prayer, you heard God's voice. It wasn't your ideal. You think, see, remember, it sounds like your voice because you thought it was your ideal. I need to accept Jesus. The Holy Spirit was going, to accept Jesus. And you go, because we're a little slow. Hey, I need to accept Jesus. But it's the Holy Spirit prompting you and pulling you to accept Jesus Christ. And he does that. And so that's how God speaks. Now, now there are many ways that God speaks, but it's a still small voice. You can have a, I just don't feel right. I'm not going to do that. When you lose peace, all these things, and you can see things, you can have, uh, uh, you, you see different things or see something. I was driving down the road one time, and, and, and uh, I, I saw somebody in the church, this was Saturday, in front of the Honda dealership on the interstate. I can tell you exactly where I was at. And I saw that person, and the Lord said, tell him to stand up. He's going to heal him. That's all he told me to say. I didn't know if they's even sick, but I don't care anymore. 
if I feel like or I know it's God, I'm going to step. And I had that lady stand up, and I said, God's healing you right now. And she had a tick bite and thought she had Lyme's disease. And it all went away. And God does that. And God does, well, that's just because you're a pastor. I used to think that, but that's not true. God can use anybody and everybody that's his child. And he can use a donkey, too, because that's in the Bible. So don't be a donkey, though, anyway. Hey, I just want to show you verse 16. It's not in your notes. If you want to write it down, listen to this. And, and Jesus said, other sheep I have, which are uh, not of this fold. Uh, isn't that good? That's talking about us. Them also I will bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. He's talking about Gentiles, and that's us. Amen? And so we are that people that hear his voice. Say, I hear his voice. Okay. Okay, let me, let me just say this. You were created to house the Holy Spirit. You were created to hear God's voice. You were created to be that child of God. And now it's time to mature in hearing. If you believe that the world's going crazy and it's getting crazier and crazier, it's time to mature up and draw close to God. Amen? And you're going to hear his voice. The Bible says he'll show you things to come. Okay? Okay. Uh, th this came to mind. Uh, Brittany and Patrick go to church here. They're here somewhere. And uh, they had not yet had their first child. And uh, Patrick's mom and dad came up to Virginia, and uh, they were out in their house. And, and Patrick called and said, hey, uh, I want y'all uh, to come over. We're, we're going to go out and eat and all this and that and the other. And I walked out to get in the truck. And the Holy Spirit said, Brittany's pregnant, and they're going to announce it. So I typed it in my phone in my notes. Didn't say nothing. Put my phone in my pocket. We go. And they said, hey, before we go, let's line up. We all lined up, for, and we're going to take a family picture. And, you know, all the families together. And Patrick goes, ready? Brittany's pregnant. <laughs> and I walked up, and I said, it's in my notes. The Lord told me on the way over here. God will show you things to come. God will uh, show you things and reveal things. And if you start thinking about it, you know what? You say, I knew that was going to happen. I knew that was coming. I knew that. That's the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, so Holy Spirit, awaken in everybody right now. and Start showing them things where you spoke to them. Come on. I, I was a teenager, and God said, you know what? And I was in another town, and Lord have mercy uh, I knew everybody in the little town we lived in, and everybody knew me. And, and I'm in another town working, I mean, in, you know, in high school, or, and, and I'm leaned up at a hamburger shop and, and, and just went through me and said, you ought to move here. I'm like, hey, you crazy. I ain't moving here. I, I, I know everybody. Why would I move here? I didn't know where that thought come from. It was God. I was living there in two years. He starts working on you to change you because he wants to put things in you and you may have to do things a little bit different than you're accustomed to. So look on your notes. There's an A, B, and C. This is how you hear God. This is how you begin. Okay, y'all ready? I'm going to give you something to live by. A, focus. Get alone with God. Come on. Worship a little bit. You can hear his voice. It's time to focus, all right? It's in your notes. Look at that. You need to focus. You need to give him some time. 
Uh, no, don't. Come on. Okay, I'm going to talk to the adults that are married. Hey, hey, baby. What you doing? Nothing. What you doing? Nothing. Just talking to you. Hey. You, you, you built a relationship, and our relationship with the Father, you have to spend time with him. And now this year be 40 years for me and my wife, and I know what she wants at Sonic, what she wants at Wendy's, what kind of pizza she's going to order. I know what she likes, don't like, this and that and the other, and I know how to make her mad. <laughs> it's real easy for me. But my point is, we have a relationship. I know what she wants and what she likes, but you ought to have that relationship. God, what do you like? God, what do you like? I, I just want to love on you a minute. I want to talk to you a minute. So give him time. And number two, or B on that, on that, write down your burdens. Guess what? When you start spending time with God, the devil's going to start bringing up, well, the kids need help with homework. Write that down. Get it off the plate. You need to wash your dishes. Write that down. Get it off the plate. Get rid of the whatever you're burdened with right there. Whatever just keeps rolling up, write it down. And All right, I'll do this later. Write it down. I'm getting it off my mind. I'm writing it down. Then the third one, get your Bible out. Now, if you don't know where to start, start in the book of John. Okay? Start in the book of John. And then if you got a good Bible, it'll give you references or find one on your phone and get references. But listen to me. Read Scripture, write it down, what you think God is saying to you. Now, hold on. There, there, there's contextual Scriptures that, you know, you read the verse, verse before, the, the verse you're, you're studying, and the second verse, it's in context, okay? And then there's a historical part to the Word that Jesus really did come. It's proven that Jesus came, but there's a historical uh, thing to the Word, and then... then uh, uh, there's literal word, but, but, you know, really that's logos. That's just on the page, and you're studying the history of it, and I love history, and you look at history, but what I want you to find is rhema, where the word, the Bible says the word is quick. It's alive, and as you look at it, say, Holy Spirit, what are you showing me? And oh, my goodness, it'll jump off the page at you. Or you hear somebody preaching, and they go, Whoa, 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 that was good. I've never heard it like that. Or the Holy Spirit, they may be something saying that you've, you've heard before, but the Holy Spirit shows you something different. It's a rhema. It's alive to you now. And you're like, wow. And I've gotten rhema after rhema after rhema after rhema after rhema on the same scripture because it's, it's deep, it's alive, it's living. And, and it's relevant to where you're living now. So get a scripture. Get into the Word and just read John 10. Jesus is the, he's the shepherd. I'm a sheep. He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. And the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There we are, saying it every Sunday. God's good. The thief's bad. The devil's bad. He comes to kill you, steal from you, destroy you. We've been talking about the will of God. Go back and listen to it. Let's just re re reiterate. Let's say it again. It is not God's will for you to die of an overdose. It is not God's will for you to die from alcohol. It's not God's will for you to die, come on, of something evil in the earth. The Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There's a curse on the earth if you haven't noticed. Well, if God is so good, how come there's people starving in, in these places? Man, 
We've sent shiploads of food to Africa to feed people, and the government there will not let the food go to feed the people until we pay a tariff or a tax. What? Or they steal the food to feed their armies, and the people are still starving. That's exactly what they do. So we, got to, we have got to know that what we're doing, and we got to know that man can stop things. Man can get in the way. Say, I'm not going to get in the way. Because we can all get in the way, me included. And so we have to guard our hearts. So, number two, you can be led by the Spirit. Now, we hear the voice, but we can also be led. And I, I, the Bible talks about being led, being led, being led. And so I just wanted to throw this uh, in here, too, in Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. If you're a son or a daughter of God, when it talks about sons, it's talking about daughters, too. And when it talks about the sons and daughters of God, it's talking about you and me. And we have to expect to be led. You can expect to be led by God. God's going to lead me. But here's the time. you got to ask him. Okay? you got to do the, the A, B, and C. we got to take some time. You know what? You just sit in the car just for a minute before you go to work. Okay, Lord, lead me today. Guide me today. Show me things today. And, 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 and he will. You know, I used to get a call, and there's a problem, and we got to fix this problem. And I'm like, oh, boy, I don't know what the problem is, but when I get there, we'll, we'll see what. So I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. I'm praying and asking, God, I need wisdom. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Uh, show me, show me, show me, show me. Lead me in what? And I would go there, and they start talking about, well, it won't work, and then it works here. And, and I'm just, you know, just looking and listening. And all of a sudden, I walk up to something, and it, it, that was the thing that was broke. I, 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 they called me one day, and I had just messing with sound system. We had an old analog Jimmy Swaggart sound system. And he probably, really, I think he really did have that back in 1972, probably. It was a 70, before my day anyway. And I had been messing with it. They called me, said, we're doing a wedding. Sound system's not working. I'm like, what am I supposed to do about it? And so I'm praying, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. And I'm praying, I'm walking up the sidewalk, and all of a sudden I caught a glimpse Unplug this cord, plug it into this slot right here. And I walk in there, and I'm like, okay. Look at it. Sure enough, just like I saw it, and I plugged it in, and it worked. See you all later. I look like I was a champion. I look like I knew everything about a sound system. No, I have the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking him all the way. You have the same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same wisdom that Jesus had. You can tap into that wisdom. You know he knows math. You know he knows students in here. He knows math. He knows English, geometry, trigonometry. Yeah, that's all I'm going to go. I'll get in tongues or something. <laughs> in Psalms 23, 1, look at what it says. The Lord is my shepherd. You probably can quote this. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me. Say, he leads me. He leads me to still waters. Come on, he's wanting to lead you. But what happens, we just, let me go try this. Oh, wait, wait, this looks better. Oh, wait a minute. Come on, come on, Lord. I've tried this on my own. Can you just lead me now? Next verse, he restores my soul, and he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Isn't that good? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. How did you get there? He leads you. What? But it's okay because he's going to take care of you. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Hey, if you believe in live a long time, you're going to a lot of funerals. You ever thought about that? I plan on living a long time, but I'm going to go to a lot of funerals. You want, we're going to go through the valley of death. You're going to have hard times, but he's going to be with you. He's going to lead you through the hard times, and he's going to have you sidestep things, and, and, and you're still going to have to go through it because he's your champion. He's going to lead you. And he prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And he anoints your head with oil and your cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you because he's leading you. When he starts leading you, goodness and mercy start following you. And they catch up with you. And all the days of your life you dwell in the house of the Lord because he's leading. He's leading. He's leading. He's a divine God. In John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit, Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit said, however, when he comes, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you, that's leading, in all truth. And he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears Jesus and the Father speak, he will tell you things to come. So, so uh, Philippians 4, 7 is a major way God leads is by peace. Look at what it says. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Peace. If you're going to say, well, I'm going to take this step, and wait a minute. I don't have peace. I don't have peace to do that. Don't go, don't do it. I've told the story several times right here. We were tearing down a building. It was a, the church bought it. And we were tearing it down. We had every piece marked, and we were hauling trailer loads and trailer loads. And, and I had it tied to an old half-ton 76 Chevy truck, and I had more on that trailer than the truck was, 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 would weigh. And I pulled out of the parking lot. We were tearing that building down and, and, and went straight across the street because when I pulled out, the Holy Spirit said, don't you drive this. And I got out, and I started walking around that truck, and I'm praying, Lord, I got to get this home. I'm tired. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. Lord, I'm, it's 3 o'clock. I'm ready to go home. I got to get this trailer home. And everybody pulled in behind me and was following me. They're like, what's the matter? And I didn't tell them. I'm just walking around this trailer, and I get in, and I drive it anyway. Oh, boy. That trailer jackknife, it could have jackknifed on a bridge, could have jackknifed, it jackknifed in just the right place. And, and, and in between cars and traffic, I went and I was sliding down the road backwards because the trailer was pushing me. You'd think 35 miles an hour wouldn't go that far, but we went a long way on Maypop tires. You know what, Maypop, they may pop any minute. <laughs> That's the kind of tires I had on the truck. They could pop any minute without pulling the trailer, not going down sideways. But I did not hear what the Lord said. And so we got that thing straightened out. I got out, waved at everybody that pulled over on side roads, like watching me go by. And, and we made a pact, all the men, don't tell the wives, you know. But they did call me Joy Chitwood stunt driver for about three years. And so, so, but I did not listen. You know what? There's other times when I did not listen. I got my leg broke. Knew better and the boss said, get in there, boy. What you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid it might break my leg. And, it, you know, it did. It could have killed me if I hadn't moved as quick as I did. 
So you will have a witness to do something or not to do it. And you got to learn to obey that witness. You got to learn to obey that guiding, that leading of the Holy Spirit. So God wants to guide you and lead you. And, you know, he'll keep you from bad things. And you know what? You cross it. I know people that, and you cross that line. And you know what? When you drink and drive, you cross the line, folks. You're out and underneath the grace of God. And they said, well, the Lord took him. No, he didn't. He told him not to do it. You got to think about it. I mean, there's common sense in life, too. And so you got to learn to be led. You got to learn to, and we just can't do crazy things either. Bear's telling again, this lady quoted Psalms 91. I do, you know, he who dwells in secret place of the most high God shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. She quoted that every day for God's protection. And she went across town to the bad side of town and had to go in to buy something. And she said, oh, Lord. And she quoted Psalms 91 before she got out. Well, she got mugged anyway. And she called Keith Moore. He's working the phones at Ramah. And she's crying, I got mugged. I quoted Psalms 91, and I know I got mugged. And he couldn't hardly understand her. And he goes, Lord, you got to help me. I don't know what's going on here. And the Lord said, ask her if she had a witness not to get out of the car, not to even go to that side of town. And he asked her. She goes, yeah, I had a witness not to go over there and not to get out of the car, but I, I quoted Psalms 91. You see, it's the Scripture and the Spirit. The Scripture will awaken the Spirit in you. And you have to obey the Scripture, and you have to obey the Spirit. You can't override the Spirit, and you can't override the Scripture. You have a will. Hmm? Nobody made you come to church. Your will has to get in line with God's will, and then you have to learn to be led by the Spirit to stay out of trouble. Amen? I'm hoping I'm waking some stuff in you. You know, bad things happen. You're like, well, you know what? God told me not to do that, not even go. You know, I've been told not to get in the car, been told not to do this. My pastor's wife got, got, in, got into a, a, a car, and she smelled alcohol on the driver's breath. She goes, I got to get out of here. You know, you, even as an adult, you can get peer pressure. You know? So let's go to number three. I'm believing God's going to demonstrate some stuff. You must be willing to hear and be led. Are you willing? Because it don't just happen. It doesn't, you know, God gave you a free will, and you have to submit your will to him. And so, so as we look at this, you know, our purpose, on purpose, y'all, we go on vacation. On purpose, we go to food line. On purpose, we go uh, uh, do things. On purpose, we call people. On purpose, how about spending some time on purpose with God? How about taking some time? You know, if you read the story in Genesis, Adam and Eve were walking, that God came in the cool of the day. Whatever that time you pick, that's your time. Your cool of the day may be in the morning, may be in the evening, may be in the afternoon, but pick a time where you and God are going to spend some time together. Come on, give him 15 minutes. It might turn into two hours, but start somewhere. Give him some time and start asking him. Driving down the road is a great time. Get that radio off, you know. Your cheating heart will wait on you. Whatever Hank's singing at the moment. But, but, but it's time to, to, to on purpose. In Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do you trust him? Then start talking to him. Come on, he's somebody you can trust. Lean not to your own understanding. 
And here's where we want to go. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. In all your ways, it's time to start acknowledging God. Okay, God, it's you. It's you who I need to hear. Because you can ask everybody in this room an opinion, and we'll all have a different one, and now you're more confused. But start asking God. So to humble yourself, to acknowledge him. I always say his ways are better. We got to chase his ways. Listen to this. A willing heart makes a hearing ear. If you're willing, he's going to speak. But when you get willing, it's easier to hear. Because we can be hard-headed and be set in our ways. So you know what? Ask God. God, where am I setting my ways? Where do I need to change to hear you more frequently, to hear you clearer? If you're unwilling, then you're spiritually deaf. Got to get willing. We've got to hear it. Don't be dull of hearing. Make yourself available to hear the voice of God. So won't you close your eyes just for a second? I believe the Spirit of God is speaking to people, but I want to ask you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, maybe today's the day of salvation for you. Will you accept him? See, when, when Jesus talked about a well of salvation, when you accept him, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. And, and that salvation is a well, but you know what? There's another step called the river and you're filled with the Holy Spirit. There's power to do things for God. But if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, will you, will you raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett. I want to accept Jesus. If that's you, okay, I see your hands. So let's pray. Anybody else before we pray? Okay, I see your hands. Glory to God. That's seven. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to pray a prayer. And, and, and it's, it's not going to be over. It's a beginning. It's a beginning when God wants you to be his child. You know, my dad went to heaven about seven years ago. But you know what? I got joy and peace about it because God's my father. God's my father. And his family is more stronger than any family I have on earth. So let's pray this prayer together. Say, Father, today I believe with all my heart that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he washes me today with his blood and that I'm free. And today I become a child of God. I accept him as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you, Father, for loving me, for believing in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.